Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Finsider Radio, part of TheFinsider.com and the SB Nation Network. And now, your host, Matthew Kanata, joined by co-hosts Josh Houts and Aaron Sutton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Finsider Radio. This is Matthew Kanata, joined by Aaron Sutton and Joshua Houts. The Miami Dolphins continue their dead of the offseason. Nothing is going on. Nothing is happening. It is dead. D-E-A-D, dead on arrival, as is this podcast. As soon as we hit the airwaves, we may as well just hang up the boots and uh, call it a night because there is not much to talk about. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We are going to talk about everything and anything under the sun that pops up in our minds over the next 20 to 30 minutes. Houts, it's nice of you to join us again after another absence uh, yet again. Uh, it's becoming a trend around here in these woods where you just leave randomly and, and just sh- decide to show up the next week like nothing ever happened. So we're glad you're back, but can you All right, to be relax fa- on that. To be fair, early on, I was pretty, pretty freaking bad. I was about as blotchy as my damn Brillo pad beard. But, <laughs> but I think lately I've been doing pretty good. I think the last time I may have taken off, you know, maybe other than a day or so, it was probably when my daughter was born. So you can kiss my butt and I'm back. So let's do this, boys. All right. I'm going on vacation in a few weeks, so I will not be here. You'll find, we'll find a way. You'll uh, call in and then lead this thing. Like the Christmas. Do you want to know where we're are. going? Do you want to know where we're going on vacation? Out back to mulch. I did that. I did that this morning. Actually, I did some yard work at five thirty a.m. Put mulch around my tree. Uh, but no, we're going to Sesame Place in a few weeks. What's Sesame Place? Do you not know what Sesame Place is? I've never Sesame, heard of Sesame. You have Place. you have seventy five kids. And you don't know what Sesame Place is. I, I assume it's some derivative of Sesame Street. Very but... good. It's a theme park. Yep, it's a theme park. It's all about Sesame Street. 
I can't believe something you should at least know about it. Uh, you're Where is it? Is it in New York or something? It's in Pennsylvania. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. And, I was... <laughs> and you live in Pennsylvania. So where <laughs> oh is it? God. It's uh, like in Hershey, Pennsylvania or something? No. no, no, no. Don't give Hershey uh, that name. No, no, no. I don't know where it is. Somewhere in Pennsylvania. So you're going on this vacation and you have no idea where you're going. Who's driving? I will. I'll plug it into the GPS that morning and figure it out. How that's one great thing about Matthews. We ever go on a road trip, he's just going to drive the whole time. Yeah, can we talk about that? I drove 18 hours, 14 hours back home. I mean, from Cincinnati. That and day. don't act like I drove it, four hours to drop your ass. No, off at home. no, I drove I'm not four hours. On this I drove, the only reason he'll die. You the only reason he drove the whole time was because he didn't want to be liable for any of the the rental car insurance or anything like that. As soon as we got in there, he's like, guys, why don't you have your seatbelts on? I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Is it true? Come on. Be honest. What? I did tell him to put the seatbelts on. Buckle up, boys. We're going to go five over. <laughs> I, I would not drive the car until they all put their seatbelts on. All right, I, can that. I wasn't going to have any of it. You it's can't. Like, I, I don't want any of the culpability with any of you guys driving. So please, we had a we yeah. had a we had a great conversation on that ride, though. We did. It was there was there was some mind enlightening things there. There was especially for you because you you're so in the dark Tannehill. about so many things. But and you yeah. guys killed Ryan Tannehill. Can we just address the elephant in the room? His career was looking pretty fine up until then. He got hurt and oh, his on, on, on the way back. That 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 was a special conversation on the way back. Um, we and me and Sutton almost quit being Dolphins fans on the way back. We, I said to him, I said, Sutton, actually, I said, Sutton, do you just want to quit the podcast? That's what I said first. <laughs> like, what are we going to talk about from now on? Yeah. You just didn't want to deal with my ass, be honest. But uh, Sutton and I were so depressed after that game. Like, literally, the people we were with were like, we're leaving you guys because you guys are just ridiculous right now. Like, we sat in front of the hotel on the stone wall, just miserable just talking about the game and everyone was looking at us like we're crazy freaks like just get over the games we couldn't get over the game it, it was a horror show it was awful we've, we've seen revisited so many different ways so you both are crazy freaks though by the way yeah says the person who almost got in a fist fight in the first five minutes that uh -huh. i saw him at metlife that is true <laughs> i'm an angry dolphins fan i don't I, I don't know. I I'm sorry. If if there's any provoker, the three of us, it's you. So definitely, definitely you. I'm okay with that. I'm the wild card. Wait, how didn't you see something on Twitter today about a who, who's basically who's the best quarterback? Is it Dan Reno or Tom Brady? It was something I tweeted out. Yeah, like, like two weeks, it was two weeks ago, and for some reason, a Patriots fan brought it up, and they were trying to convinced me that a that i said that tom brady you know whether whether you want to admit it or not and we can sit here and talk about it, i think we will but what tom brady's done may never be done again so i mean you got to tip your hat to him even if we do hate him and he is not the greatest quarterback of all time that is dan marino i've said time and time again if you're looking at base pure skill pure passer uh it's got to be dan marino and then this guy went on a on a rant made up these statistics about you know shula postseason prior to marino and after it was just 
a bunch of shit that I muted, but I mean, here, they basically were trying to say that it didn't always come down to the pure thrower. And that to me insinuated that Dan Marino wasn't smart mentally. And uh, I'm getting triggered just thinking about it. So I, I don't know if you guys want to do it. It's, it's, man, it's kind of a loaded conversation just because it's, it's almost like two parallel conversations. You're talking about like the best team quarterback and the best individual quarterback. And so it's, I, I know they played the same position, but they played it so differently that it's, it is kind of hard to compare them in, in my opinion. Um, what do you think, Matthew? I think Tom Brady's assistant quarterback. And I know Brett Yaris would agree with you very much. So, yeah. I mean, could you see, could you see us like sitting back and glorifying Dan Marino if he was, uh, just thrown to a slot receiver most of the time, seven yards within the line of scrimmage, and you know, kind of nickel and dime. Well, that, that's the field really what it is, right? I mean, that's what Tom Brady does. He dinks and dunks all over the field. Okay, I give him credit for having the patience to do so because look at it this way: you play Madden online, right? And you go in with a game plan, thinking, "Okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Keep this guy off guard by doing this, this, and this. I'm going to throw screens. I'm going to run the ball." I'm going to throw short slants, uh, quick outs. But by the fifth player, like, screw this. I want to air it out. I'm just going to completely go off plan. You have to think that quarterbacks in the NFL get like that, too. They just want to air it out, get the deep guy, go for the home run every now and then. And you have to give credit to Tom Brady for having the patience. But if you had taken him as a rookie or whenever he was, whatever he was when he entered the NFL, when Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and you put him into any other offense without Bill Belichick, I don't think that Brady would have become what he is today. And it's further evidenced by the fact that when he did go down or when he was suspended, you had guys like Matt Castle come in and go nine and seven. You had guys like Jacoby Brissett come in and do well. Jimmy Garoppolo made a household name for himself, got a franchise quarterback deal. The jury's still out on him others that came in and out while Brady was out and they all did very well. So for me, that kind of just reinforces the fact that Tom Brady, a lot of his success is due to the system that he's in. And I might get a lot of crap for that, but that's just how I feel. Well, and you're just talking about the butterfly effect of what happens in the NFL. I mean, that's, it's a really compelling story of how, players if they went with this team at this particular time could they have had a better career arc and stuff like that tom brady absolutely fell into perfect possible spot and when you look at someone like dan marino say like dan marino was drafted in the top five would he have been the same quarterback that he was if you guys saw the i think it was the I can't remember what the exact title of the 30 for 30 movie was called about that draft class, that quarterback draft class, <clears throat> but just seeing his plight through that draft process, the just depression that he ended up falling into and then falling into the lap of a legendary coach like Don Shula. I mean, Dan Marino was pretty fortunate to get drafted where he was, albeit in a 
very drastically different way and what we're talking about Tom Brady. So when you just talk about that butterfly effect of how players turn out to be in their NFL careers, I think you have to take that into consideration Uh, with Dan specifically. There's, I I just know how my dad speaks of him because, you know, I kind of caught him in the plateau and like the, you know, the, the high end of his career, but I didn't see anything early in his career that just showed how he entered the NFL landscape. And what my dad tells me is just like, there's, there was just nothing that anybody could do to stop him. I mean, he was just an unstoppable force and no one had played that position like Dan had played in 1984. And And that's why they call him the right arm of God. I mean, that's why he got that nickname. Right. And, I mean, it's just crazy because you look at the differences between the NFL today and the NFL back then. I think we'd all agree that, you know, the rules cater to a quarterback like Tom Brady. I mean, he can stand there and, you know, he, he gets breathed on and they, they call a penalty. So, I mean, it's a completely different era. I am with you, Sutton. I'm sure Kanata feels the same way. We wish we could have saw his early Marino years because that is that is who he was at his at his peak. You know, that, that freaking season where he just – through 5,000 yards, 48 touchdowns. I mean, it's like a renaissance almost. That season right there by him was a renaissance. And I mean, in that era, that was just unheard of. I mean, it doesn't happen, you know, nearly as often ever because it's, it's just something that's going to go down in the history books. But uh, I think that you got to look at the era in which they played. You got to look at their supporting cast. I just, I just think when you're comparing the two, if you're going based off of a pure passer, who played the position better? Anyone that says it's Tom Brady. I just, I just, I have no respect for. Let's just look at his Super Bowl wins, right? Or his Super Bowl career. He is six and three in Super Bowls. Obviously, nine Super Bowls is incredible. But I'm also not going to sit here and pretend that the Bill Belichick and the Patriots would still have not gotten to the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. They would have. Maybe not as many, but there is no doubt in my mind that they would have. You look at this very first one against the uh, St. Louis Rams. I remember that game. That was just an incredible game in the start of the Patriots dynasty. We've talked about this on the show before, how it was after 9-11, America, they were America's underdogs, this and that. Um, you know, but the, their whole journey to getting there, the strip, the strip sack against the Raiders, the tuck rule, whatever it is they call it now. And then just the game itself with the Rams and the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Should they have won? I don't know. Against Carolina, they won by three points. Against Philadelphia. They won by three points against the Giants. Two years in a row, they lost Seattle. They won by four points. And that was a game they should have realistically lost. Let's be honest with ourselves. Atlanta. I'll give them that uh, because they were down 28, three. It took a hell of a comeback for Brady to get back there and the Patriots. But again, you know, if the, the Atlanta defense had just done their job, that would have been another loss for Brady against the Rams this past one. You know, they that was just a defensive juggernaut, so you got to give credit where it's due. But again, it was really more the Patriots' defense than it was Brady himself. It's just my point is, you know, you could play the result all the time. You could do this for any team in the NFL, any point in history in the NFL. You could say, if this happened, this happened, this happened. So maybe that's not a huge, strong argument. But what is a good argument is just how much the narrative changes based off a few plays here and there that determine the outcome of the game in, in this uh, final box score, when you really look deep down inside, 
is it as pretty as it seems? And the answer for Tom Brady, in my opinion, is no. That's it's inter- interesting you phrased it in that way. So let me throw a question to you guys. Which quarterback do you think had more game-winning drives, Tom Brady or Dan Marino? Is this a trick question? I was going to go with Tom Brady. I mean, I would hope it's Dan Marino, but something tells me it's Tom Brady. Yeah, something tells me it's Tom Brady. Nah, it's actually Dan Marino. He had I knew three. It. I knew it. He had three more game-winning drives and twenty-seven fewer games. Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's that clutch gene. So even when you look at, yeah, I mean, part of the allure of Tom Brady is that you know, end of the game, who who are you going to put the the ball in your hands with? You know, you're in this situation and you need someone to bail you out and stuff like that. Everybody answers Tom Brady, but the stats would show that uh, Dean Marino was actually more reliable in that sense. And that does include playoff games, right? Because, I mean, that's that's freaking awesome. That's all games. That's nice. Dan the man. Good. At least we win in something, right? Well, and even in the uh, – when you're talking about the 84 season – Tom Brady had one year where he threw for that many yards. And Dan Marino had a better quarterback rating during that same year. I'm sure he also had Randy Moss, right? Was that the Randy Moss year? Yeah, yeah. Dan Marino definitely played with Randy Moss. That was uh, – I mean, he was so lucky. No, psych. No, he did not play with Randy Moss. You got he me there, He time. manufactured everything on his own. Nothing against the Marx Brothers and OJ <laughs> and Irving Fryer. We we love you. So, yeah, I mean, we could sit here and debate this all day long. Tom Brady's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, as he should be. He's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL history, as he should. Yep. But uh, It's more a know. testament to us being just stubborn bastards, and we're not going to ever admit that anybody's ever let's put it, better let's than Dan because it it's not true. So. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If Tom Brady was not in the AFC East, would we still be as salty as we are? I think his face is just enough. (laughs) And then you see him kissing his kids. I mean, I'm out on that guy. Yeah, I hear you. All right. What else is going on? Not much, right? No, did you say where you're going on vacation other than mulching in your backyard? He said, "Sesame." We had an entire conversation on his side. Yeah, but you still don't know where it's located. It's it's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you're going to like Dollywood, Sesame Place, Sutton. Yeah, Sesame Place. That's it. He gone. (laughs) Any any uh any news on? It's in uh, Middletown Township, Pennsylvania. Langhorn, PA. Yep. There we go. I needed a point of reference. Takes me an hour. uh, Question. Do you listen to any other Dolphins podcasts on the internet? Is that a rhetorical question? No, it's a real question. I'm asking if you listen to any other Dolphins podcasts. I do not listen. I don't really listen to podcasts. Okay. I don't even listen to our own podcast. I mean, I do it occasionally, but if we're being honest, yeah, I don't even listen to ours sometimes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Okay. Are we being honest, really? Do, no, it's a serious question. I'm not trying to hate on anybody or just trying. I'm just trying to stir some conversation up. Do you listen 
to I, other podcasts on the internet. I and don't. So, what are your favorite ones? I, yeah, I the the only other Dolphins podcast I listen to is Fourth and Inches. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just being honest. That's the only other one that I'll listen to on occasion. I feel like our friendship is over now. E- even though they, I don't think they've done anything in. No, they're, they're and, and their and their site got hacked by Russians or something like that. But did it really? You're lying. No, I swear to God, that's not. Uh, that, yeah, I'm not making that up. That wow. really did get hacked by Russians. Those Russians <laughs> wanted that domain name. <laughs> yeah, Finn's look. How? It's all about the, you. No, I I was being completely honest. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I sometimes don't even want to hear my own voice, so I I don't. I mean, unless it's, I mean, every now and then the OJ McDuffie one, because I like OJ McDuffie. We had him on the podcast. I mean, he has Dolphin Legends on there, but if I'm being completely honest, I, I don't really you know. You know what I'd like to listen to? A Dolphins podcast I'd like to listen to would just be Richmond Webb. Someone like that just. That's our next acquisition. Randy McMichael just shooting the breeze. All right. Devise a plan. Can we make that happen? And Let's we'll just this. like we'll just be like Randy. Hey, how's it going? Here's a bushlight tall boy, and caught caught in a web with Richmond Webb, and he just catches <laughs> like freaking dolphin legends. Yes. Let's do that. All right, spin Kanata, spin Kanata, off. Kanata, balls in your court. What's up, dude? A spinoff with Richmond Webb. <laughs> how, how many podcasts do, do you listen to, Kanata? Um, a few. It's hard for me to listen to podcasts at work because I write pretty much all day. And I'm reading a lot of the day, so I'm writing and editing and reading. So when I'm writing, it's hard for me to really focus in on what they're saying because I'm trying to focus in on what I'm writing. Does that make sense? So I don't have like different words going in and out of my head at the same time. It's just not ideal for me. So I usually listen to it on my commute in and out of work. That would explain why you're so scatterbrained most of the time. Yeah, because I have two kids. Yeah, because that's a big excuse with me. Yeah, but you just smoke a lot. Yes, that helps. Yeah. All right. I mean, we could sit here all night and just talk about (laughs) just random stuff, guys. Did you guys see the Chicago Bears throwbacks? I I just need to throw this out there because it's eating. Throw it out there. Did you see those Chicago Bear throwbacks? I did. Okay. I mean, there was nothing wrong with them. But what really irritates me is that Father's Day has come and gone. And the only two freaking Dolphin jerseys in that white throwback are Minka Fitzpatrick and Kenyon Drake. And I love Minka Fitzpatrick. I love Kenyon Drake, but I'm waiting for that Josh Rosen. Give us an Xavier Howard. Give us an Albert Wilson. Give us this, that, and that option. You go to the Bears website. They have their throwbacks. Guess who's there? Almost every freaking current player. And then they have Brian Erlacher on top of it. Then they have these legends, Mike Ditka. I I mean, I'd buy a Ricky Williams one with that white throwback. Reminiscing of that Dallas game many years ago. I don't know how you guys feel, but I I want a new jersey. Every jersey I get, it's a freaking, you know, Mike Wallace. I get a Landry jersey. I get Tannehill jerseys. I get a Brandon Marshall jerseys. I get a Tegan jerseys. All my jerseys are just trash on trash on trash. So, so maybe I shouldn't get a Josh Rosen jersey, but I, I really want one, and I'm just a little irritated that you can go out there and get just about any freaking player on the Bears roster in that new throwback that they announced a couple weeks later, and we're still stuck with two options. And again, those two options are wonderful, but it just irritates me a little bit. Well, let me ask you a question real quick. Would you be willing to pay extra money to have – more variety of jerseys to choose from. So like say, you know, uh, the bears already have 10 
kind of go-to jerseys and those would be a hundred bucks or whatever would you pay 125 to get a john denny jersey again i think they're i think they do have the options to sit there and customize them but i I i've not seen them for those new throwbacks it just sounds like you're quite upset about this yeah and i thought someone else would have a very strong opinion but i mean i'll just i'll just wear my merino throwback because he is the goat, and you know that's a that's a jersey I'm going to get buried in, whether it fits me or not. It might it might look <laughs> like I'm wearing an Ezekiel Elliott jersey because it my freaking belly's sticking out, but I'm I'm getting buried in that jersey. All right, well there you have it, Josh Howe's getting buried in that jersey. That's a great way to end the show. Something to look forward I'm to. Sorry, I'm sorry. Death, death and dolphins. <laughs> They go hand in hand. All right. As you can all see, there is not a whole lot of talk about here during the offseason on Finsider Radio. We're going to bring you this hard-hitting analysis over the next several weeks until training camp begins. No, but we encourage you to stay with us, to join us each and every week to hear the most entertaining things that you could possibly hear from us three, and we could just talk the breeze and, and shoot the – don't feel like editing, so I'm not going to say it. But, uh, yeah, every week we'll be recording on Wednesday nights, releasing on Thursday mornings during the off season, during the regular season. We will obviously readjust our schedule, and it's going to be a lot of fun as the Dolphins turn to their savior, Josh Rosen, at some point this season and watch him lead them to Super Bowls over and over and over again. Wait, he did you tell everybody about now. your dream that you had? That's three Super Bowls. I counted them. Yeah, so my dream. Before we wrap up the show here, it was dream. a moist one. It was it was pretty good. Um, I had a dream watching opening week of the NFL: Dolphins versus Ravens. Ryan Fitzpatrick's in there. Devontae Parker is absolutely balling out, but Fitzpatrick gets injured on the third play of the game. Josh Rosen comes in, continues to ball out, and then my wife yelled at me for my alarm going off too much, and I woke up from there, and that was the end of that. But. <laughs> For those first few plays of the first offensive series of the Miami Dolphins season, everything looked good besides Fitzpatrick getting hurt. But uh, Rosen came in and picked up right where Fitzpatrick left off, and it was a sight to see. So something to look forward to, boys and girls. May just happen to come true. We'll see. Any last thoughts? (laughs) Did you just wish wish injury on Ryan Fitzpatrick? No, I did not. (laughs) I said everything looked, everything was great with the exception of Ryan. Fitzpatrick. And then you said, don't worry, kids, maybe it'll all come true. <laughs> I did say that, yeah. I'm just, talking about, I'm just talking about the savior part for Josh Rosen. Yeah, we knew what you meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Apologize. I'm sorry, Matthew. Any last thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I want people to let us know in the comments or if anyone listens to this what jersey they want to be buried in. Okay, that, this show is terrible. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get canceled. June twentieth, twenty nineteen, the day Finsider Radio got canceled. It's gonna get canceled. Luis Dong's gonna take over in our. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I am not editing that out. Uh, any other last, any other last thoughts? Oh, we're done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> for Joshua Heltz and Aaron Sutton, I am Matt Kanata. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. 
That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.